0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Stochastic Fantasy Football Channel. And I am here with my buddy, Nick Lepre, breaking down some double-digit round darlings, late-round picks that can help you take down your league this year. My name is Matt Savoca. Follow me at Draftaholic. Follow Nick at NotoriousFNTSY. Nick, how you doing today, bud? I'm having a pretty solid day so far, and I'm pretty excited to talk about this topic as per
0: usual, right? I say that every single time, but you know, I don't want to put a damper on the video if I wasn't excited, but I'm not going to lie here. I am very excited about today's topic. And you know, while you can't really win your draft necessarily in the early rounds, you can win in the later rounds. So I'm very excited to talk about this today.
1: I am too. And one of the funny, serendipitous things that happened as we were getting ready for this show today, we realized that a majority of the players that we had. We're wide receivers. So we're actually keeping this conversation to the wide receiver position. Maybe we'll come back with a running back version of this video as well. But I think the wide out position is so interesting, particularly in redraft fantasy football. I know people are getting really excited about the top-tier wideouts in best ball drafts right now. But in redraft leagues, it's a little bit of a different calculus because just double-digit points, 10 to 15 points, help you so much, whereas we want our spike weeks over in best ball. That means we can sort of mine value in a way that we can't at other positions. I mean... The running back position can be a complete wasteland from rounds 10 to 15. There are sometimes zero players who approach anywhere near league winner status at the running back positions in certain years. So I think the wide out position is a good place to start. And so I'll toss it over to you first. We got about five players we're going to dig into today. The first player with an ADP outside of the top nine rounds, that's round 10 or higher. We'll use underdog ADP for today. Is there one player, one wide out who sticks out to you more than any other?
0: Yeah, for me, that's going to be wide receiver of the Dallas Cowboys, Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver, 62 on underdog fantasy right now, pick 139. So for Jalen Tolbert, there is no NFL stats, right? He's a rookie this year. So real quick, I'll just list off some of his stats from college at South Alabama at age 23. He played in 12 games last year, having 82 receptions on 136 targets. For 1,474 yards and eight total touchdowns in this Dallas Cowboys offense, I believe there's a solid shot that he could become the number two wide receiver on the team, especially if Michael Gallup is banged up. Now, if it becomes week one and Michael Gallup is right in there, then maybe Jalen Tolbert's upside of really putting a dent into your opponent early on in the season could be significantly lower but if Michael Gallup does miss some time like I personally believe will end up happening then Jalen Tolbert will be the number two wide receiver on a Dallas Cowboys offense that looks to improve from last season Dak Prescott was very inconsistent last year but I think that was due to injury and I think that if Dak Prescott is able to be a little bit more consistent this season if he's able to stay healthy I think Jalen Tolbert could be a smash pick pick 139 when you're hunting for upside to me it makes perfect sense to draft a wide receiver that could have a lot of potential on an excellent offense like the dallas cowboys so i love drafting jalen tolbert right now at least based upon what we know about michael gallup which isn't a lot right now
1: yeah uh, tons of vacated targets especially when you consider gallup may take some time to come back from that late season acl tear and amari cooper's gone and cedric wilson's gone Dalton Schultz is going to get his, and so is CeeDee Lamb in this passing game. But after that, it is just absolutely wide open and one of the more pass-centric offenses in the league. So Jalen Tolver, outside the top 60 wide receivers right now, probably going to go really, really late in a lot of home drafts, especially. And he's got an opportunity to start right away. We've already seen training camp video of James Washington and Dak Prescott not Uh, being on the same page at all in the deep passing game. I'm not going to put too much stock into that, but Jalen Tolbert, the opportunity is absolutely there, especially outside the top 60 in positional ADP. We're going to move a little bit higher in ADP, but honestly, I've seen a huge amount of variance in this player. The later it gets into the offseason and into the preseason, I should say, the more people are concerned about Odell Beckham's health. Right now, he's wide receiver 55, but on underdog, we've seen his ADP start to slip a lot further than that. We've seen other veterans start to get signed. Julio Jones goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Rams have Allen Robinson as a clearly capable wide receiver too now, so they don't need that role filled in the way that they did last year with Robert Woods out of the lineup in Los Angeles. So Odell, there really is some concern here that he may be taking some time before he gets on onto the field, but... With that said, he was excellent, excellent when we last saw him. I think he was going to be the skeleton key to the Super Bowl offense for the Los Angeles Rams. And before that, 11 targets, 8 targets, 4 targets, including a touchdown, 5 targets. You know, he was finally starting to see the volume we know he can command. And his advanced metrics, honestly, they weren't bad. His win rate, his route win rate was top 40 in the NFL, and his win rate versus man coverage was top 35 in the NFL. We're not saying he's this world beater anymore, but especially as part of a potent offense, which we we hope he signs with, I think Odell Beckham is one of those sneaky players who, especially if you have an IR spot, if he starts the first few games out, that's no problem to you. Just stash him in that IR slot. You get your bench spot open up for you. So I think he's a decent redraft pick. Maybe even a better redraft pick than Best Ball pick. How about that, Nick?
0: Yeah, I completely agree with what you were you, you what you just brought up. I was actually gonna bring that up. If you do have an IR spot in your league, drafting these players like. I know this is a player that goes a lot earlier in the draft, but a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, a guy like Odell Beckham, who could potentially
1: miss. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, we know how many games he's going to miss, but Odell might miss six games, right? He could miss Suspension is allowed on IR, because I've heard that that is something that's happening now. That sounds kind of weird to me. Yes,
0: suspension is allowed on NFL.com. That's where all my leagues are.
1: Wow, okay. Well, then it's very relevant. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins' ADP is way too low sites that allow that absolutely sorry to cut you off and you're exactly right
0: yeah so anyone that is injured that you can just be drafting towards the end of the draft or a guy that you just know is gonna be missing some games I think it's in a best ball league I'm not necessarily trying to do that but in a redraft league where I have an IR spot I think most leagues at this point have an IR spot because of all that COVID stuff that was happening and then you could just throw your player on the COVID IR it made a lot of sense to have an IR so I assume people have them now make sure you're taking advantage of that because if you draft Odell You just, right after the draft, put him in the IR, and then you just pick someone else up. So I like Odell Beckham Jr. a ton. I've already drafted him a decent amount in best ball, and I think that win healthy, regardless of what team he ends up being on in 2022, I think he's going to be able to make a deep splash for your team later on in the season. We saw that clearly the reason why he was bad in Cleveland was because Cleveland was just bad, and now I'm not someone who hates Baker Mayfield, but Baker Baker was hurt. Yeah, Baker was hurt. Odell, it was just a bad Worst case scenario, probably when your dad has to get you off the team, right? Which is basically what happened. It was like, it was really bad. So, I mean, Odell, he'll be fine in 2022 as long as he's healthy. So, I completely agree. And I think that his ADP will move a ton the second we have a lot more information on him.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, obviously, you have one home league, you don't decide necessarily when that home draft is, but especially. If you're drafting earlier in August rather than later, take advantage of these things. And like you said, Nick, it's basically like getting an extra draft pick the minute you stash him on IR. Who's that second double-digit darling that comes to mind uh, at the wide receiver position when uh, when, when you think of that this year?
0: Yeah, for me, this one is pretty clear. Now I only finally figured this out a couple of weeks ago. So I was not on this player prior to a couple of weeks ago. But this is wide receiver of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Marvin Jones. Wide receiver 72 right now in underdog fantasy, pick 164.2. Now he's wide receiver 72, but he finished last year in 17 games as the wide receiver 34 and wide receiver 43 and a half PPR points per game. He had six point nine targets per game. Nice. He had 4.3 receptions per game, 48.9 receiving yards per game, and he scored four total touchdowns last year. Now, I understand that those stats aren't mouthwatering, but this was the Jacksonville Jaguars that had rookie Trevor Lawrence, who literally looked like he had no idea how to play football earlier on the season, with a head coach who's a certified dunce in Urban Meyer. So, now it's the second year of Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is apparently carving up the Jaguars defense in training camp, which shouldn't be surprising. This is yeah. the Jaguars defense, after all. <laughs> but, Marvin Jones probably, in my opinion, is the best receiver on this team. They have Christian Kirk. They have some other players as well. They still have LaVishka Chenault. But in my opinion, I think Marvin Jones is the best player on this roster, and you are getting him at a humongous discount compared to Christian Kirk. So to me, I think it's kind of a no-brainer to select Marvin Jones off the upside he has, and maybe just maybe this Jacksonville Jaguars team is significantly better than they were last year. It would be hard to be worse than what we kind of saw out of Trevor Lawrence in his rookie season.
1: There's going to be a baseline level competence for this offense simply by having Doug Peterson, an NFL-level head coach, in the building that we didn't see last year. Simple as that. And the offensive core is better with Travis Etienne and Christian Kirk in there. Uh, it's, It's a better offense. And Marvin Jones, even at his advanced age, may actually be able to function better and more efficiently within this offense. Now, there are concerns from, you know, all over the place that he could get out-touched, right? Because you got Travis Etienne, who's going to probably need touches in the passing game if we expect any decent usage from him, if yep. James Robinson is back in the lineup. And then you've got not only Christian Kirk, you've got Zay Jones, who has apparently already made some noise in training camp as well. And with all that said, the most productive receiver on a career basis by far, is marvin jones and he's essentially free right now people gave up on him especially because he underperformed compared to i think he was like an 11th round adp last year people had higher hopes he's almost like a post-hype sleeper but he's 32 and a half years old so you almost wonder if he was like 28 29 people wouldn't have that old age like concerns (laughs) about him and he'd have a much higher adp Than this. So I actually like that call a lot. I think Trevor Lawrence could absolutely take a second year leap. And even if he gets to just closer to league average in terms of efficiency, his wide receivers that get used often are going to see a considerable. Bump in fantasy production so that makes all the sense in the world to me before i dig into the final players here just want to remind you guys please like and subscribe to this video this really helps us a whole lot helps us decide what content to make next leave a comment below what you thought was stupid what you thought was smart just say hi if you want to we like hellos and yeah hit that notification bell too so that you always know when we're going live as well we're also sponsored today by underdog fantasy and we're mentioning their adp A bunch of times on the show because it is the sharpest adp right now in the industry if you want to hone your skills in fantasy football there is no better place than in real drafts for real money and it doesn't have to be a whole lot of money right it can be just three dollar cash drafts and they've had all sorts of tournaments all season long that have been just incredible the best ball mania three tournament rages on twenty five dollar entries with a three opportunities to win a million or more dollars. And the puppy tournaments, they've got a new one launching on August 1st, $5 entry and, and just crazy five figure cash prizes all summer long there and best part of all guys use promo code stochastic when you sign up not only will they double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars we'll kick in a free stochastic best ball draft kit and it also has all of our redraft rankings half ppr full ppr and so you're covered for not only your home league but for all these best ball drafts that you're about to do so you get free money over there and then you get rankings from the best DFS minds in the world, now bringing their projection systems over to best ball, a two for one deal worth $170. That's promo code stochastic, S-T-O-K-A-S-T-I-C. Okay, I wanna mention a pair of teammates here, and I think this one is really interesting because People are off this offense from a fantasy perspective, despite them being pretty decent in the advanced metrics. In PFF grades offensively and in DVOA, they were well above league average. This is the New England Patriots wide receiver core. And I want to highlight Jacoby Myers because he's just inside the double-digit round zone. You know, sometimes he'll go in the ninth, but I've seen him in the 10th, 11th, plenty of times. In expected fantasy points per game, we're talking about a top 25 wide receiver and a receiver who I believe can command a 25% target share, albeit on a run-first offense. Jacoby Myers is a decent play at ADP, especially because he wins routes against man coverage. Top five in the NFL in win rate versus man coverage. That's really exciting. And I want to kick in a little bit of a bonus here because I actually think at the very, very end of drafts, the last round of drafts, I think Kendrick Bourne is a fine pick as well. I know they brought in more uh, target competition with Devontae Parker, but 2.58 fantasy points per target, number two in the NFL. Yes, I realize the target share was low, 13.5% target shares outside the top 70 wide receivers. We need Kendrick Bourne to get more volume to be fantasy relevant in a week-to-week basis, but on a a per-pass basis, We've seen some incredible efficiency already. And in the final three games of the New England Patriots season, we saw him get targeted real heavily. 18 targets over those three games, had two games with over 75 yards receiving. That's what I like to see the team realizing they can trust him even more. Maybe they carry that into 2022. So I like Myers and Bourne, despite the Patriots not having the sexiest pass offense in fantasy football.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's entirely possible that the Patriots team looks to kind of uncuff, unchain, whatever kind of word you want to use to describe Mac Jones, right? Because like last year, unshackle him, yeah. Like last year, it was basically like, hey, Mac Jones, you go out there. As long as you don't screw things up terribly, we're probably going to win, right? We're not going to make you make these crazy plays. I mean, the perfect example of this is against Buffalo. He threw the ball three times. Just don't screw the game up, Mac Jones. We're going to run the ball, and we're going to win the game. I think this year we're to see a little bit more of, hey, Mac Jones, maybe let's try and throw the ball a little more. And let's see what we really got in you because I think Mac Jones is a pretty talented passer and is a little bit better of a player than he gets credit for. Now, he's not a good fantasy player because he doesn't run the ball, but he is good in real life. So I think that this year we could see the Patriots offense pass the ball a little bit more. Now, I was a little bit disappointed that you didn't bring up my favorite player on the Patriots former Miami Dolphin, my boy, Devontae Parker. I said of goes. Yeah, you, you did bring him up. He kind of goes in the middle of both of them. So if you're not looking to invest as heavily into the Patriots offense and you don't want to go like super deep with Kendrick Bourne, I like Devontae Parker as well. He dominated training camp yesterday, apparently against some corners you've never heard about. So that's not surprising either. The training camp blurbs, you have to always make sure that you actually understand what you're reading because when Devontae Parker dominates two guys that look like they were creative players in Madden, then you shouldn't be shocked, right? You should be happy when he beats one of their better corners. So at the end of the day, I like this Patriots offense a bunch, and I think you're definitely correct on Jacoby Myers. His ADP has been really, really weird in different drafts. Like I've seen him go, like you said, as high as like the ninth round. And then there's other drafts where he's closer to a last round pick because he's not really a sexy name, right? Jacoby Myers isn't a name that really brings big eyes well, to he him famously especially in your, just
1: could not get in the end zone right
0: yeah last year there was a better chance that Julio Jones scored than Jacoby Myers you know that's bad so I think that Jacoby Myers is in for a pretty big season yet again and I've been kind of moving my sail towards him ag- aggressively recently
1: I dig it yeah I, I have not enough Devonte Parker because I've been taking my chances on Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne so that's a little bit of a leak for me Not to mention the fact that Hunter Henry and whatever they have left of John Smith as well. They've got some (laughs) weapons there in new England quietly. If Mac Jones can take the next step, would it be crazy if they would be a sneaky, good snack, a sneaky, good snack stack at the end of drafts. Maybe I'm a little hungry for breakfast. I don't know. Who knows? I want to throw in a fifth player, I guess, technically a sixth player, but uh, I just want to leave you guys with a little bit of a bonus here. And this is a, a not so analytical trend, but a very real one. The Steelers have been lights out for the last decade at drafting mid-round wide receivers. And I know there's a ton of uncertainty when it comes to the Pittsburgh offense this year. We don't even know at this point in the summer who's gonna start for this team. Hey, they don't even know who's gonna start year round for this team with Mitchell Trubisky and first round pick Kenny Pickett currently battling it out. But what about mid-rounder George Pickens? Out of the University of Georgia, Great metrics ran a 44740. That's 75th percentile in the NFL, a 78th percentile speed score, above average burst score. Now it took him a while to uh break out, and his college dominator rating was low, but an 85th percentile yards per reception, he could be a big play guy on a team that quietly has almost nowhere to go but up in the passing game. Yes, Ben Roethlisberger did hone in on certain players, making them seem a little bit more. Uh, productive than their opportunity maybe really kind of indicates, I think we could see spreading out of that opportunity this year, at least in the passing game, which could bring some opportunity to the rookie in George Pickens. I'm not taking him in every single draft, but I do like this possibility of Pickens just being a smash right from the get.
0: Yeah. Right now there's also talk about Deontay Johnson doing now they don't do holdouts anymore. They're hold ins where hold-ins. they show up to practice, yeah. but they don't actually do anything. So Deontay Johnson wants $20 million a year, which is kind of similar to what Tara McLaurin got. Doesn't seem like the Steelers want to be doing that. And he's kind of just like he's at practice, but he's not doing anything or he's just chilling there. I guess watching the other receivers do stuff. So That's kind of interesting as well. I mean, I'm a big Deontay Johnson fan. I think he will end up starting on the season, but if he holds out or holds in for like three, four weeks of the season, then George Pickens could really carve a strong role into this offense. And if Chase Claypool isn't as good as some people think, then I really think George Pickens could end up being the number two receiver behind Deontay Johnson in this offense.
1: Yeah, and before any of the college stat pros come hounding me, I now realize that in his first season, At Georgia, when he got on the field, he played 12 games, had 49 receptions, 727 receiving yards. That is not a late breakout at age 19. So, that's a point of clarification. He just didn't get a huge part of that Georgia offense like we see some college stars get. I digress. I think George Pickens is a great double digit round pick. I think all of these players are worth attention in the double digit rounds. This has been a whole lot of fun. Follow him at Notorious FNTSY. You can follow me at Draftaholic on the Twitters as well. Nick, any final words for the people before we head out of here?
0: Yeah, make sure you guys hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And like Matt said, make sure you leave a comment. That is very important to getting this video so that other people can watch it. So say, Nick, your takes are awful. Matt, your takes are awful. Or just say they're amazing. Or like he said, just say hi. What's going on? Say this is for the algorithm. I would really appreciate that. It would really help us out a ton and make sure you guys do use promo code stochastic now on underdog make sure you check out the link in the video description. So you guys can get our free draft kit as well.
1: Yep. Get that free draft kit, get that free money from underdog. Simple as that. He's Nick. I'm Matt for the stochastic fantasy football channel. We'll see you guys later.